It requires honesty, vulnerability, and bravery to make the changes for good. Emotional walls are just a defense mechanism and a reaction to something that limits yourself. And why would you want to tell yourself no when there's going to be plenty of people in life that tell you no? Don't mm-hmm. tell yourself no first. Allow yourself to solve the experience, but know yourself. It's just knowing yourself a lot better and really getting in tune with yourself. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And welcome back for another episode. What was that? I just about died. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know. I ate dinner. I scarfed dinner down in like 15 minutes. And I ate at like 8.30, which I never do. And it's 10.30. My body was like, nope. (laughs) The Japanese is not happening for you. Mm. Gotta love acid reflux. Um, We love growing up. We love... I've been taking vitamins. New... I don't know if they're vitamins. Supplements? Um, This is the same thing? Sure. Uh, Magnesium. And a B-complex with vitamin C. And mm-hmm. I'm also supposed to take CoQ10, which I haven't grabbed yet because it's, like, very expensive. CoQ10 is amazing, though, for you. Um, it's, I use it in my skincare. It's a great yes, ingredient. Yes, it is. Well, and it's like a heart health um, supplement, but it, there's research that shows that it really helps with headaches. And then I also need to get a vitamin B. So I am going to be a supplement queen so in 2023. Care I know, of. I know. Care of Care vitamins. Of. You, you trying to sponsor the podcast? Listen, ritual. I would much rather. I would much rather buy from Care of a Ritual instead of CVS. So let's go manifest. Um, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. like go on their website, right? I mean, we're yeah, but we're manifest, also gonna manifest like, a sponsorship. Oh, in absolutely, the new year. absolutely. Um, so we're yeah, trying that, to get that coupon code for the listeners. Listen, I have started my, and I, I know we'll talk about this in the new year, but I have started my new year goals early. I ain't waiting for the new year. I am oh. doing, I'm just going for it. Because oh. if I start now, it'll be a habit by the new year. And then it'll be, Praise this is my new, this is my new life motto. Like I'm going to start things early so that by the time I need them to be done, it's already a habit and I'm not having to think about doing them. So what are your goals? Uh, being more active and 10,000 steps a day, which I'm working. I, I think I've hit about like six out of the seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And taking supplements to try to improve, like, my headaches, actually keeping track of my headaches so that I can, mm-hmm. you know, tell them when things aren't working and maybe mm-hmm. we can get that Botox covered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke, insurance companies. Um, <laughs> because Blue Cross Blue Shield is listening to the gals They right are, now. and that's not my insurance anymore, so they can listen all they want. I called them yesterday and canceled. Um, no, that, that's, those are the ones that I've gone ahead and started that and like drinking more water, just like the very like specific fitness goals, because those are the hardest ones for me to actually stick to. So I'm figuring if I go ahead and kind of like make it a routine, um, this is like really dark and I didn't mean to just jump into the episode, but I've been really lonely lately. And so I'm trying to use that as like, um, taking the time to like work on myself and do the things that I want to do. Um, Why you been lonely? Because <laughs> nobody lives here, okay? <laughs> Ain't nobody up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And if you are and you haven't reached out to me, be friends, bye. 
get out the podcast. No, I'm, well, I, <laughs> I'm just joking. No, it's just it's 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 the part of the adult your adult life that people don't talk enough about. Like mm. the you have friends, but your circles are different. When you get married, it's even diff- like more different. Like mm-hmm. dynamics change, relationships change, priorities of other people change, and so it's just like growing up, but also at the same time, like my husband works swing shift. So I am by myself Mm. a lot of the time, which is fine. I don't mind that. But I think like from growing up in a family of five and always having somebody to go do something with, it's sometimes I like, I have days where I'm like, yes, like I can go to Target and get sushi for dinner. And like, nobody's going to tell me what I can and can't do. I can do whatever. But then there's some days where I'm like, I really wish I had somebody to like watch this show with me or like run to target with me or, you know, whatever. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just been, I've been a little like in, in my feels a little lonely. And so I've been trying to like work on myself with that being like making it a routine to go to the gym after work or before work or, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, you can, you can hang out with my mom because (laughs) my dad also works (laughs) random hours Yes, and Teresa would love the company. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, but I'll yeah. be home next week for the holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I think it'll be good for me. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in better shape. I'm writing an mm-hmm. album. Like I do need the time to focus on myself. Like I, I am the yes girl, and I do a lot of things all the time. And I don't set aside. Like I don't time block that time for me to work. Kind of like how we were talking about with Natalia. And so like after that episode, and just kind of like after already trying to like establish some sort of like gym routine. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I really need to like take advantage of this time where I do feel lonely or I do feel like everyone's moving on and I'm kind of just like in this little like just married bubble and like put that time into myself. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's good. I think there's good in it. I was just like last week I was like I looked at Blaine. I was like, I am so lovely. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Well, I'm like and I think I mean, it's it's so different for I think for me because I moved to a city where yes I I knew a couple people but I didn't have like that many friends but I am also like in a city where and I'm in an industry where there are like a lot of social activities to purposely meet other people and the people who I have made close friendships with have been people that I've met at those events so it you don't really have that like where you're at. No, so especially it's in like a difficult. small town, like your your friends or your coworkers mm-hmm. and people that still live here. So it's just it's just different. I mean, Blaine is hopefully moving to like a more normal shift at the start of the new year. So that will be nice. Like even just like sometimes like cooking dinner. I'm like, I really just wish that like somebody else was here to enjoy this with me. Like mm-hmm. every one, like every once in a while, like I don't mind eating by myself or cooking for myself or like doing my own thing. But sometimes I'm like, I really would like that. Like, cause like during the day, like I talk to kids and maybe their mm-hmm. parents, but like, it's like, and I mean, I get social interaction from not, like, not around enough my adults. coworkers, but I'm not like, I'm like, I need some adult like conversations that don't involve like my work, like, mm-hmm. cause that's what it t- mm-hmm. tends to be. And so like, that's all fine and dandy, but I've got a pretty busy week next week with just like random people who 
um, like wanted to get together for holiday stuff. So there's like a couple things that I'm doing, which I think will be really nice. Cause like, I've just like have had nothing to do. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is so dumb. Like I come mm-hmm. home, it's dark. And I think the darkness too doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that doesn't help a lot of people with this time of year. I mean like in LA, like it gets dark around like 4 45 PM. Yeah, I'm so like wrapping depressing. up. Yeah, I'm like wrapping up my last appointment. The sun's already like halfway down. I'm like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, awesome. It, it gets really tough, and I think that's. I mean, that's why seasonal depression is such a prevalent thing. And yeah. I think, it, in a way, it's almost like the op. I for me personally, like in LA, like it's almost like the opposite in a way because it is. Yes, it gets dark early, but it's always sunny here right and so time doesn't feel like it's always passing which in some way is nice but in some days i'm like i would love a season change like i just need a cloud (laughs) recently it's been freezing cold here in los angeles and so being able to like wear a wool coat was so invigorating the other day like i was like oh my god i get to dress like it's cold like it was literally 38 degrees the other night and mm-hmm. i was like w- bundling up i was like i'm so excited i get to I wear so my winter clothes finally yeah. so i mean yeah, yeah like it, there are days where i'm just like yeah it's great 70 degrees in december cool love that but like what day is it like i don't i don't <laughs> what month is it <laughs> i don't even know and you forget how like fast time goes i feel like fast just goes by quicker here because of that yeah. because every day blends into the next right um it's, it's whereas another like day of we sun. we are literally like sun cloud rain for three days cloud snow oh it's like randomly 75 you degrees you get a variation now it's 20 yeah. oh you thought that it wasn't going to be windy? It's negative five wind chill. Like, it's just so all over the place that it, like, doesn't mm-hmm. even make sense. But, yeah. So that's what I've been doing alongside trying to raise money for my album um, mm-hmm. and working. So What if you joined, like, a group workout class and, able- and met people that way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she says with so much hesitancy. I have looked into this, like, Pilates place here. I've made friends like that through PR. Yeah. yeah. I, I've I've thought about trying to join, like, a Pilates place. Um, I just don't have the money right now to do any other they thing outside of the gym that I'm at. And, and yeah. our – like, the gym does the, – I got a Planet Fitness, which there's – they're everywhere. But um, it does – like, it has workout, like, group classes, but I – I never, I don't know, I know nothing about that. It's and a different like, honestly, vibe than like going to club Pilates. Honestly, like as much as I'm like, oh, I'm so lonely. Like I love going to the gym and like putting on my headphones and watching a YouTube video while I work out. Like Fair I enough. do, like it's, it's almost like a I'm getting, a I'm getting the social interaction of, of the sense that like I'm with other people. Like they're all like, I'm not like at, on a treadmill in my apartment. Like mm-hmm. I'm out mm-hmm. and there's people, mm-hmm. they're motivating me, but like I don't have to talk to them. Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's like it's definitely like a double-edged sword like i'm like oh i want to go do stuff and i'm like and then i have the opportunity i'm like i don't want to get to do anything so it's like i'm just kind of like in this circle of of things but um i think the holidays will be nice because it's like kind of like forced participation in things um but i'm excited for them and i'm excited to have a break from just like every day like mundane yeah absolutely like you're going to be over here all the time and it's fine. But, <laughs> but like, like that's the, that's the nice thing about kind of wrapping up the year is like, 
being forced to kind of get out of that like slump that I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are kind of in in this time mm-hmm. of year. And it's just the time of year, like we're so busy with work. We're wrapping up things for the for the year. Like everyone's kind of like scattered. Like there's so many things going on. And so I think everyone's just kind of in like this whole like, I don't know. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. me, but I, I feel like I'm not the only one who's kind of just like, what the heck is going it's on? It's not really scattered right now at my job. It's like calming down. Well, that's good. Finally. Um so that's like a relief, but yeah, I mean, no, I totally get you. I feel like this time of year, LA starts to get very uh, quiet. It gets busy leading up to Christmas, but then I've never been here at Christmas, but I know around the yeah. holidays and around Thanksgiving, LA is a desert. Like it's so quiet because no one like, everyone's a transplant, so everybody goes home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it'd be interesting. I would love to see a Christmas here. I think it'd be so Maybe you can do a Christmas there one year. Yeah. Um, when I have more room to host people, uh, that would be nice. But yeah, I mean, it's, it is a very nice time of year. And I feel like there's a lot of people doing reflection on things and like realizing, you know, certain things and trying to put things in motion for a new year. I haven't really nailed down like what I want my resolutions to be. Yeah, no, those are just a couple so, but you're already ahead of me, so like that's awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to be ahead of everyone this year. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're not first in the alphabet anymore, so now you have no, to. No, I am in like something. dead middle, literally. I know I wasn't even first at the social security office; I was second. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. But what have you been up to this week? Anything I... exciting for the gals? <laughs> I feel like I've had like a very like hectic week. I've not to rub it in your face after you said you've been so bored and like alone i've had plans like every day Um, that's okay (laughs) you're allowed to have plans you're allowed to do things despite me not i've had plans with my tv don't worry it's fine (laughs) but i recently like went on a date that like i'm not really gonna go too much detail into because it was so mediocre and mm, boring but i like want to put a psa out there to be like guys you know because so many gentlemen are listening to the gals guy um it's there's a 25 percent okay 25 when we looked at our audience like demographic during our spotify wrapped 25 percent were men so there are some men out there that do listen to this listen, and they're shout trying out to, y'all. to get all they're the still tea. a gal they're they a gal. are figuring out how to win all these women over when so. all the bitches is that what you wanted to say first? Maybe, maybe i don't know <laughs> listen it's past my bedtime we don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> but i would highly encourage i don't care if it's like below average or whatever tell your actual height on dating apps that would yeah. be highly encouraged um, and maybe he did, and I like was completely blind, but I feel like I didn't know he was short. And I know I'm 5'2", and I'm judging a guy for being short. But, like, if I can see the top of your head, it's not going to be a date. And I know that's super vain, and I know I'm going to sound like a bad person because I didn't want to continue a date with somebody because he was short. But I'm 5'2". I'm not asking for a lot. Yeah. I'm not asking for a lot. Um, And I, I will first by saying... So first say, like, I agreed to go to a date that was not my standards purely mm-hmm. because I 
just wanted to kind of get it over with before I went. I agreed to go to a coffee date, which I know, I know we have a whole episode called Say No to Coffee Dates. Literally and, says say no and to I do. coffee And I dates. do. And I do. But it's but also I didn't. like. <laughs> but, but I didn't. I didn't want to go on it. But I had been talking to this guy for like a bit. And like the only reason we had been talking for a while is because we were originally going to go on a nicer date. But then I got sick. And then he got sick. And... I mean, it was just such friend vibes at that point mm, that yeah. putting it in a romantic situation would have just made me feel 10,000 times awkward. Like, I was really just going to see if we connected well as a friend, and I still didn't want to be his friend. Mm. So, I mean, it, it was just exhausting, and I just realized that I was not, like, emotionally available enough to be on the date to begin with. So I, yeah, I didn't continue the date and I it's told okay. him, um, sorry. Maybe, but then, maybe but you then, should like, okay, go ahead. Two days later, I go to Renee rap concert and he, I ran, it, ran into him in line. Of course you did. Because that's just like, I luck. live in a city for four million people. And you guys I still, have similar interests. That's why you went on the date in the first place. This is true. This is true. Like our first date, we originally <laughs> were going to go see the 1975 together. Like that was going to be our You have first date. similar music tastes. <laughs> this is why you ended up at the same concert. He was so nice. He was so nice. But like we just physically not compatible. And then I just couldn't, I don't know. I just couldn't emotionally invest in the person. Like it was just yeah. such... like bro vibes like that was the whole day it was just bro vibes and like i said i i if we had gone to a more romantic location and had a more romantic date it would have made me more uncomfortable because i couldn't see him in that light just via text messaging so i just yeah i just ended it like i was just like i don't even want to attempt to try and see you in a more romantic light um because i don't want to lead you on and and I told him that I was just like I don't want to I don't want to lead you on and make you think that like I just don't think that, that that we're a good fit and I'm just not available enough for this, and he respected that which was fine but um I should have said no to the date to begin with but I part of me felt bad because we had been talking for like a couple weeks at that point and I was like I feel like I should but I know deep down that I only. I'm, I'm only going to see a friendship out of this. I'm not going to see anything else out of this. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why you I, said I, I went yes. On it, I think yeah, I think I went on date. it to try and yeah, I think I went on it to try and prove myself wrong and yeah. just prove myself right. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, we do say say no to coffee dates, but if you're not into the date in the first place, then maybe the coffee's not the bad way to go, you know? Yeah. Cuz then yeah. you're not like committing to like this enchanted evening that you really have no desire to be a part of. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, um, say as I do, not as I, not as I do. Do as I say. Do as I say, as I, not as I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank yes. you so much. Um, enough about me. What is your captivation? Oh, I'm so glad you asked because I am in my new um, Hulu obsession era. Does that make sense? Um, I started. I want. I'm just glad you're watching content that's not gossip. Thank girl. you. I can't. I again still don't have HBO Max. Um, I started The Handmaid's Tale. Oh God! And <laughs> the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, hmm, 
but I'm so invested in knowing like the story and like why this is this is this crazy, sick, twisted world that I must continue. So I'm in for a long the long haul. My so mom I'm has in- been telling me to start this for like a long time and I'm like okay and I'm like eh this just looks weird this is weird this is gonna be weird and then I watched an episode and I was like this is really really weird but like I gotta know <laughs> so I've never actually watched it mm-hmm. uh, which shocks a lot of people because they think like oh my god Emily what and I can't bring myself to watch it because I'm scared that it's gonna become reality one day <laughs> honestly it'd be wild okay but like with like just everything going on lately and everything it's just it's one of those shows that i feel like i watch it and it just gives me so much anxiety to watch it that i want to like there are some shows that i like that are suspenseful Mm -hmm. but they don't cause me to have like really high emotions yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas that is a show that would i feel like would cause me to have a very emotional response to it yes and i don't want to go through that (laughs) yeah it's wild i hence why i don't like hence why i don't like horror stuff because it gives me a lot of anxiety and like like, i'm seeking for something with this (laughs) since i love horror movies and like suspense and you love going through stress like yeah I think I crave stress sometimes. Yeah, That's a I whole don't. other topic for a whole another day, day and a whole other therapist. <laughs> Maybe you just okay? had a breakthrough. <laughs> oh, I definitely I'm the exact did. opposite. I'm like, give me some Emily in Paris. I want to turn my mind Which off. I'm so excited for that. It's coming on soon. But yeah, I so want to I want to watch that. I want to watch yes. Succession yes. where it's like other people's shit going wrong and I don't yeah. have to. I'm not. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's just things like that. I'm like watching it with like my eyes like narrowed like what the hell am I watching? But also at the same mm-hmm. time I'm like I need to know how this like the world became like that. Like I need to know the st- like the backstory of like mm-hmm. and I like it because it like goes back and like shows them like pre mm-hmm. this like version I mean, of the yeah, world or whatever. It, it's one Emmys. Like it's a oh, great show. It's I mean there's like five seasons of it and yeah. everyone's like it gets a little bit weirder. I was like how could it possibly get weirder? But okay, so um. So yeah, I'm really into it. I'm on like episode like six of season one. So like it just just started, but um, but I'm 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 intrigued, okay. and also a okay. little concerned <laughs> at okay. the same time. Sorry. Right. What about you? I have been loving SZA's new album SOS. It is one. I've been a SZA fan since Control, which came out five years ago, and. I feel like SZA fans were a lot like Rihanna fans. Like, we were begging for new mm-hmm. music, and she wasn't delivering. And I was like, girl, like, when you drop in the new album, like, I could only listen to Broken Clocks so many times. Like, and then she was like, here are 23 songs. It's literally. <laughs> She's like, sorry for sorry for making you wait. Here are them Like, all. <laughs> here's, like, a, like, just two albums, basically, in literally. one. Literally. She was like, sorry, guys. I was busy. <laughs> And I I love it. I think it's great. Uh, it's I mean it's not my favorite album. Twenty twenty two. We all know that's going to go to midnight. <laughs> like has to has to. But I, I mean it is a really great album. I think she explores a lot of different genres in it too. A lot of people don't like it though because <gasps> interesting. And it's like all this. Um, all these girls, I feel like on TikTok, who claim that they're healed or whatever, and they're like, SZA, like, I'm what so are you sorry. Doing? They claim that they're healed? 
Yes, because SZA, like, she writes, a lot of her songs are, like, you know, begging for a guy's attention or, like, you know, just being, like, more toxic yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we need, and, we need those songs. Yes. Like, and it's because we've all been a, there. A lot of girls are like, this is a flop or something like that. And I'm like, Okay, no, bye. You go try to no. write 23 songs. Bye. No, this is great. I really love it. I mean, it is, I think SZA does a great job at, you know, I call them like woe is me songs. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. you are just really in your feels Mm -hmm. and you just want like a good, not that you're going to like sob over it, but like those just times where you're just really in your feelings and you're really just like overanalyzing yourself and like you're, there's things that you would never say out loud, but you're having this internal dialogue. I feel like SZA says it for you. Yes. And she's always done that with her songs. She's always kind of spoken her mind and it's probably what a lot of people are internally thinking and I think she does a great job at that and I love love her voice and I just love a lot of the R&B rhythm that is in it and how she kind of meshes with that like with a little bit of rock she does like a little bit like almost like kind of like Taylor Swift country vibes and nobody gets me like nobody gets me a lot of people I feel like have said like it reminds them of Taylor so I kind of into it. I mean, and then she collabs with Phoebe Bridgers on some of it, so you get that little alt sound to it. It's a really cool mix of different genres, but it still sounds cohesive in a way. Yeah. And there's always this, like, repetitive, like, wave sound that kind of, like, transcends through all the songs. I was about to say, I love the cover art. Yes. Of her just, like, out on the diving board, like, in the middle of the ocean. Like You know it's inspired by Princess Diana. Oh. Because there was a paparazzi photo of Princess Diana sitting, doing the same exact thing. And she said she liked how she felt so, um, like, in Diana's photo, she looks very isolated and alone mm-hmm. and defeated in a way. This is after she separates from Charles, where SZA was like, I like the aloneness of it, but I don't want it to look so depressing. Like, sad. In a way. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I love so it. I, really I, cool. I literally love it. I think it's so cool. Yeah. Um, and there's like this, the title track is called SOS and there's almost like this Morse code, um, the SOS from like Morse code of SOS that is repetitive throughout a lot of the songs too, that you can hear in the background, which I think is really really cool. cool. Um, but my favorite songs on the album, I would say in no particular order is Kill Bill, Blind, Notice Me, Gone Girl, F2F. Nobody Gets Me, Special, and Too Late. I Gone Girl and Nobody Gets Me are probably my top two. Mm. I I think they're great. Um, and I I highly recommend, I mean, if you need a whole album to listen to, if you've got a long flight on the way home for the holidays, 23 songs, so you got a ton to I listen know, to. I know, like I haven't even listened to it yet because I'm a very much like start to finish album person. Like I like to You're listen to it. You're not going to finish this in one session. No. I know. So I'm like, <laughs> how do I do this? Yeah. So... I have a long drive to work tomorrow, so maybe I'll just go ahead and start it and then finish on the way home. So we'll see. All righty. Well, we have a cute little solo episode we're doing for you guys today. We're not doing really anything holiday related. We kind of wanted to keep on the original track of our episodes, but we kind of got inspired for this episode like by our previous episode with Natalia Benson. It was really a transformative episode for us, and we kind of like did some self- 
analyzing. And if you're curious, you can go listen to that episode. It's really great. We talk about manifesting your dream life and just energy alignments. But we have like over 160 episodes that you can dig into after this with a range of topics from love to dating to like your own self-love, healing and spirituality. And if you're new, we welcome you to our community, to our troop of Gal Scouts. We are on this adventure together, guiding you through it. And you can go to our Instagram at the Gal Sky Pod to check out more content from today's episode, as well as our personal handles at Emily Elise and at Hannah Adams Miller. Whether you are listening to us on like on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we hope you subscribe and you're able to give us a review. And we're going to get into a couple ad reads and then we will be right back with the episode. One topic that I feel like we've talked about a plethora amount, like on this podcast like sprinkled out through different episodes but we've never done like a dedicated like episode to it and it's really like just defining the difference between a healthy boundary and an emotional wall and I think a lot of people they don't really know like what their boundaries are until they're put in a predicament before it's too late and they're afraid to speak up they're afraid to talk about the boundary because they think that that's going to be an ultimatum and a deal breaker for somebody and it's going to ruin the relationship and I feel like if you were in a relationship where it's just like one conversation away from the world exploding or like the relationship ending then that's something you need to talk about and that really is going to be a defining moment for your relationship and your character and probably is a boundary or you know something that should be addressed and I think we both have had experiences with this, but I feel like when you start, I mean, when you started dating Blaine, there was a different like emotional walls that you were both trying to go over because you had been together before. And I feel like you were both also afraid to get back into it at the same time because you hurt each other before from that breakup. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. No. Yeah. At least from my standpoint. Um, and I'm sure from his as well, but, um, like I, I almost not the ultimatum of like we're either gonna do this or we're not, but like mm-hmm. basically like I'm I'm not I'm not dating. I'm not to gonna just let you date. go. Well, and I'm also yeah. just like not dating to just date at this point. Like I like I you know I was I was looking for a partner to be in my life. I mean that's why I stayed in a relationship for five years. Like mm-hmm. I was I was dating to marry to you know continue on that path or whatever. But I. I was just like upfront and honest. I was like, you know, like I'm not going to just do this as a fling. Like if you're into me and you want to like really explore this like seriously, then like I'm open to going out on a date. But if this is Mm -hmm. just going to be some sort of back and forth college esque fling, like I don't want any part of it. Um, and so I think that was something that was a little bit hard for me to, to say in the beginning, because like we were like reconnecting after a lot of years and like, in our past it had been Mm -hmm. that sort of back and forth thing so it was kind of just like overcoming that like okay well we're not in high school anymore you know we're not young anymore we're like Mm -hmm. two Mm -hmm. adults who can have a conversation and like be serious because what's the point in going into something if you're both not on the same page or what's the point in you know I don't know like really giving your all to something knowing like your goals like, like yeah like for the like going ahead and having the hard conversations like mm-hmm. 
earlier. Like, I just don't think enough people yeah. do. Like, I just and think just it, make- it comes up like so late down the road and every, and, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, you really, you didn't want like anything serious. Like I was all in and it's like, oh, we could have like, oh, like not had this obstacle eight, nine, 10 months down the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so I it's think, like I think that's something, sh- yeah. Go it's ahead. just making sure that your goals align for yeah. the relationship to be successful. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what you want. You have to think about it like in a way of like, you, if a business, like you want to make sure that like if you're your business, a business partner like, is like on the same page as you. Exactly. <laughs> or at least exactly. starting out, like, of course you're going to grow and your goals are going to grow and they're going to change. And like, you may go in this business and you're like, yeah, we're going to do this. And, but then there's new opportunities that arise and you may shift a little bit and that's going to happen in all of your relationships. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, especially our generation and the generation following us, like we don't have the hard conversations until it's too late. And so yeah. I think we as a generation are trying like to be more open and vulnerable and honest. And it's really hard. We're doing all these, we're having all these people come on our podcast and we're talking about it. And we're doing all these things to like try to like heal that because I think, I think we're just afraid of it. Like we're just afraid to have the hard conversations. We have it drilled in us. As soon as we bring this up, they're going to leave us. They're going to leave us. They're going to leave us. They don't want to like work and talk through this. And like, that's not always the case. And Mm -hmm. we got to give people the benefit of the doubt. And that is just like total tangent, but no, it's like, I think, I think that kind of like ties back to like, you just have to be honest with yourself. Number one, and figure out what your boundaries are. I think that's where you like have to start. And like you said, determine if it's like, is this a true boundary for me? Or is this just something that like happened in my past that I don't want to happen again? So now I have this huge wall up that I'm not going to let you break down. Yes. Because I'm afraid that you're going to do the same thing as this person, although you're not the same. So, yeah. I think it's a great way to open the episode for sure. I mean, <laughs> look at me <laughs> <laughs> saying something good for once. <laughs> you always say something good. Don't. What in the world? I know. But, Natalia would be like, Hannah, we had this conversation. Yes. Positive about you always. <laughs> but I, I feel like I used to be somebody who was, I mean, you just talked about this in, in the intro. Uh, that you related to this. I feel like I was somebody who definitely was like a people pleaser for a long time and, you know, would let other people's like emotions just overrule me and just because I wouldn't want to disturb the peace in a way. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to upset the other person, especially if I was dating them or if they were like a really good friend or whatever um, or my boss. Like I had no boundaries really. I didn't know what my boundaries were. And I would be the yes girl and I would try my best not to offend anybody and just try to save and help everybody else before myself. Because the more I got to focus on you and your shit, the less I had to focus on me. And that if I did everything that you wanted, that you would, I would then earn your love Mm, in that mm -hmm. way. And it honestly just left me feeling drained and like just exhausted and resentful to those people sometimes when it all it was was me just not speaking up and saying no and expressing my emotions and letting everybody else's feelings dictate mine and for a while I think that like you know after I had been in relationships where had that had happened my walls went up and I didn't realize at the time like It was my responsibility to speak up for myself and I wasn't doing myself a service anymore and I, you know, felt used and it wasn't anybody else's fault. I mean, they 
saw the advantage and they took that from me and I didn't protect myself. I didn't defend myself. So I put these walls up in order to not let anybody get past them and almost like an impenetrable fence. And I could feel it literally whenever I would speak up and express my emotions and express how I felt. And then I was hit with backlash and somebody who didn't accept them, slowly the bricks started to build up one by one. I could feel them building up. And so I really tried to take a year where I didn't date people and I really just started speaking my mind a lot more and I feel like you were witness to this transformation Mm -hmm. um while we're doing it it happened over the course of having this podcast and talking to other people too who understood where I was coming from and I wanted to emulate them I wanted to be like that like I learned from them and like we always say that we try to be your guides on this podcast but we're also learning at the same time that Mm -hmm. you're on this journey with us and I feel like I am 100% an example of that where I am somebody now who is comfortable saying no, who is also comfortable letting people in. And I briefly mentioned this like in last episode with Natalia that I have really been doing tremendous strides in my fear of vulnerability. And that was a wall that I had up, that wall of I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to be, you know, emotionally intimate with somebody because then the minute I let those bricks down, I'm always scared that they are going to come in and set fire to my town and it's going to end badly but that's not always the case just because it happened once doesn't mean it's going to be repetitive and happen again and I even little things like with former roommates and stuff where little things would be out of tick they would be out of line and I would be upset I wouldn't do anything to handle the situation because I didn't want to cause other person discomfort and it just made me resentful of them and it made me unhappy and I shouldn't feel that way in my own home and so practicing speaking my mind practicing you know what would it look like if I was to say hey like I really don't like it when you don't clean up after yourself and you leave dishes in the dishwasher I don't like it when you use my Netflix password without my permission and like you mess up my algorithm I don't like it when (laughs) you text me the day of to make a date when you could have texted me like on Monday like I don't like it that you wait till last minute to kind of do that I don't like it that you're late to these dates like I had other places to be and I learned that I needed to set and maintain boundaries to protect my own energy and actually start prioritizing myself because in the day I had to go to bed with myself, not this other person. Mm-hmm. And all this to say, I don't think people realize what the difference between a boundary and a wall is. And I think people correlate the same things. And I think the biggest difference has to be like the end result of like the other side of what these things look like. So one definition of boundaries that we found and that I really like, and I think that it breaks it down really well is boundaries are in place for you to become expansive and look after your emotional and physical and spiritual well-being. Boundaries are healthy. And like we always say, they're for you. They're not for the other person. It's a self-empowering act that it's not about controlling others, but looking after yourself to defend your peace and your energy and creating boundaries is this whole process and it's getting clear on your like intentions and communicating to the other party and making a change whereas walls this is a reactive emotion that stems from loneliness and from pain 
And walls can completely just cut us off from like important healthy connections and preventing us from communicating, sharing our feelings and growing. And I think that that is the ultimate end result. Walls happen when we're trying to have control over a situation. And although we would like love to have control over every aspect of our relationships and like people we date, we can't control everything in our lives. And so I know that causes a lot of people stress, that causes a lot of people anxiety. So they build those walls up and we create walls to protect ourselves and our fears from coming to to life. So that fear of vulnerability, that fear of intimacy, that fear of communicating my feelings because I'm so afraid I'm going to get rejected from it. It's preventing you from living your best life. Whereas boundaries, they're just doing it so you are maintaining your own energy and you're prioritizing yourself at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You're well, still thinking of the person, but, you know. Yeah, and if we're consistently building walls, we're building walls, we're not setting any boundaries that are going to protect us. As soon as the walls come falling down, we're totally naked and vulnerable with no boundaries in place. We're going to get hurt even worse than we would have mm -hmm. if we would have just put the boundary in place to begin with. Yeah. Like all the walls, the walls come down at some point. And if boundaries, you don't have anything set in place, yeah. then it's just going to be just that cycle of like, yes, we're here, Having we're hurting, we're still hurting. Why are we still hurting? Like what's going on? Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, the walls are down. It's fine. But why are, why am I still in this cycle of like, I feel like I'm not enough or I feel like, you know, this person continuously makes me irritated or X, Y, Z mm -hmm. build the walls mm -hmm. again. They tumble. Like it's just mm -hmm. a cycle. So mm -hmm. it's a great song also, by the way, for you to like write <laughs> if you need like inspiration. Like I like that a lot. Yeah. These four walls, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Oh my God. We always have to go back to Miley Cyrus. Always, always. <laughs> but boundaries at the end of the day, they're meant to protect not only yourself, but your relationship at the end of the day. You're trying to preserve this. You're trying to make sure that this is maintained, this is healthy. And I think people often like, let's give it like, let's give the gals like an example, I think, because I think that that will help you understand because you can say that and you're like, I still don't know the difference. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Pain prioritizing Pain yourself what hurt. what is this <laughs> but like okay so we can take like the doctor for example and you know just someone who's a total like douchebag um who lied and hurt you and me and you know telling yourself to take time until you are ready to get back into the dating game and you're open to trusting and giving someone an opportunity again but you know now that the behavior you will not tolerate and you're protecting yourself and not cutting yourself off completely. Like me going on this date, realizing that maybe I'm not emotionally available. Like I, 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 I was interested in going and meeting this person just to meet a person, even though I'm like, hmm, I'm still thinking about someone that I might be in love with. Um, I don't know if that's fair to this other person. So I am still prioritizing myself, but I'm not cutting myself off from experience completely mm -hmm. i'm realizing what i need to do to protect my peace an emotional wall is telling yourself that you can't trust anyone and that it's better to not become attached to anyone again because everybody sucks and you stop dating completely until you find the perfect partner who checks off your entire list um and you won't get hurt again that's physically impossible mm -hmm. Good luck. that's never gonna happen if it did i would have done it already Right. Um. We would have all done it. What are you talking about? We all would have had one boyfriend or girlfriend who broke up with us. And as soon as that happened, we would not have ever dated again. And then they would just magically appear. Mm -hmm. And we would have never had to go through heartache. But yeah. that's not reality. That's a TV show. That sounds terrible. So. Sounds boring. <laughs> it's a boring TV show. Like, 
Where's the drama, it, it, the spice, the oh my god, the excitement, the learning new things. But when you think about it, so boundaries are still prioritizing yourself and not cutting yourself off from the experience. Emotional walls are attached to pain, and you're cutting yourself off from experience so you don't have to get hurt again. Mm. So when we compare the two, boundaries are created out of a decision to create something different. It requires honesty, vulnerability, and bravery to make the changes for good. Emotional walls are just a defense mechanism and a reaction is something that limits yourself. And why would you want to tell yourself no when there's going to be plenty of people in life that tell you no? Don't mm-hmm. tell yourself no first. Allow yourself to solve the experience, but know yourself. It's just knowing yourself a lot better and really getting in tune with yourself. And when I took that time to really not date anybody for like a whole year, I really learned those things. And, you know, I think Brene Brown, who I don't know if you listen to her podcast ever, Hannah, but... No, but I do know a lot about her, yeah, like, we, all the things love, that she does. We all love Brene Brown. But I don't listen love to Brene her Brown. podcast. I probably should. They're probably very good for me. Oh, my God. It is like a you know warm what? hug. I'm it's adding like a therapy it right session. Now. I'm adding it's it right now. therapy session in an episode, and I truly love it. But I love what she has to say about putting boundaries into practice because it can be tough. And I don't want to make it sound like this is a walk in the park. This is something easy for people to kind of overcome, but it's choosing discomfort over resentment. And she says it reminds her that even though it can be tough, it's important to make the choice that's critical for her well-being. And so I choose the other day to communicate to somebody that I still had feelings for them And I knew that that would be an uncomfortable situation for me because I knew that that feeling was not probably reciprocated. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of was, but not to like the full extent um, that I was. That you were, that you were, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, we like completely different levels. Same ballpark, but just different levels. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, this is going to be really uncomfortable for me. I don't like communicating my feelings. I don't like letting people know that they mean that much to me because then I feel like they have me in the ball of their hand mm-hmm. and then they can easily just crumble me up like a little piece of paper and throw me in a bin. And or manipulate you just a little bit. Yes, because I have been before. Yep. And that fear was an emotional wall that I put up because then if I don't communicate that and I just go on like, cool, nothing bothers me, yeah, whatever, like I don't like you that much kind of thing, I am abandoning how I feel because that's not how I internally feel. I'm trying to act like I don't care when, and like inside, like it's almost like that who can care less more kind of thing that everybody always has modern dating thing, which I fucking hate. That's just reacting off an emotional wall. Like it is not a boundary. Like it doesn't make you so seem cool to care less. I think that is so unhealthy. To just be like, oh. It's so toxic. I, it's fine. Like, I care less. So, it, like, I'm just not going to reach out. I'm like, okay, well, cool. And you're going to miss out on something really great because of that pride that you're holding right there. And that is exactly what I was experiencing. And it was so much with this person that it was, the timing was never right. Because whenever I was trying to be the cool person, they had feelings for me and vice versa. Whenever I had feelings for them, they were trying to be the cool person. And I was just like, well, like, we're just never going to hit the timing right. And I chose probably the worst possible time to communicate my feelings to this person um, for their life and their life. But you did it. Like, but I did it because I was tired 
of resenting myself. I was tired of wondering what was gonna happen. And I allowed myself to be vulnerable and I let that emotional wall down. And they set a boundary, which was totally fine of, I have feelings for you, but at this personal time in my life, I need to prioritize myself. And I had nothing but respect for them. Yeah. Nothing but respect because I honor that and I can see that and I want you to. I want, that is the thing. When you care about a person and a person cares about you, they will respect your boundaries because Mm -hmm. they love you. They care about you. They want you to have a good life and be healthy. A toxic person doesn't give a fuck and a toxic person gets mad at your boundary. That's a clear sign that that boundary was a good thing for you to put in place and they shouldn't be in your life. Like, that is a red flag if I've ever seen one. There should only be love and acceptance to people's boundaries. Mm -hmm. And if you're not experiencing that when you set them, then that is a sign that this is not healthy and that maybe this person shouldn't be in your life. And so I think ways you can practice this, like, and just get better at establishing them in your everyday life is one thing my parents kind of taught me when I was younger was... I never had a clean plate rule in my house. My parents never made me finish a plate of food. Like if I was thank God full. coming from a feeding therapist, thank God. Like, and I, I see it so often. Like I've met so many friends that have that experience where like they had a clean plate rule in their house, and uh, their parents forced them to try new foods all the time. And my parents were like, as long as she's eating, I don't give a fuck. Like, obviously, let's not encourage her to eat junk food every single day. Let's encourage her to eat healthy and everything. But if she doesn't want to try spinach, I'm not going to force feed her spinach. If she is full and there's still food left on her plate, fine. Leftovers for dad then. Like, I'm not allowing myself to... That's learning intuitive eating. Yeah. it's It's also having just autonomy over your own body. Yes. And it's allowing me to respect myself and my body and acknowledge, okay, I am full so I'm not going to eat. I'm done. May I excuse myself from the table? And that is a boundary right there. And I think also when you're at work, this is one place where I am actively working on setting boundaries. When Same I feel, and it's not going well. It's, this is not easy because you obviously want to be great for, to your boss, especially if you like your boss like I do. You obviously want to be a shining star and beacon in their eyes. And, and I, kind of thri- I kind of thrive off being busy. So I think it's just that That's like... That's not good. I know. It's I, that like craving stress thing we were talking so about. You, so I, I've set boundaries in dating. You need to set boundaries with work. Yes, I am. Slowly. Very, very, yes. very, very baby steps. But we're, but acknowledging, we're doing it. But acknowledging when, you can't, when your bandwidth is full and you can't take any on any more work and saying, I can't take that project on. I can't do that. I, I I am overwhelmed. There's no many. And there's no more more liquid for me to pour into all the cups. <laughs> because you can't pour from an empty vessel. Yeah, and you really can't. You also, you can't keep pouring your love into a vessel that cannot contain it. Mm. You can't. You can't allow it to keep overflowing. And yeah. if people keep pouring, like your vessel is full, and people keep pouring shit onto you, you're therefore diminishing like your quality of work and your quality of life, mm-hmm. all in that. And I think in order, like for me, if you like, you want to give me the, like you want the best outcome from me, you want the best work from me, and I can only do so much because then if you keep adding onto that, the quality of what I'm doing, the quality of my work is just going to get worse <laughs> essentially yeah. i mean yeah because you're not gonna be able to give the time and energy it deserves so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And so it's just learning to prioritize different things and making sure that your mental health and like your priorities are at the top over spreading yourself too thin because you don't want to have a difficult conversation at mm-hmm. the end with somebody. Yeah. And I think that's what it all comes back to is everybody's just, like you said at the beginning, everybody's afraid to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I would rather have the difficult conversation now, I think, than feel like I'm overextended in order to please somebody else. Because what the fuck are you doing for me? At the yeah. end of the day. Well, and also, like, I'd rather have the conversation and them not take it well and be out of my life than sit there and stress and worry and continuously, like, feel less than yeah. by said person. Like, if they're, like, like you said, if they're not going to respect your boundary, then, like, maybe that person doesn't, maybe there's a, there's a, you know, they had a, they had a time in your life, they served their purpose and, like, it's no longer time for that. Like, I don't know. I'm really into, like, um, I was listening to some podcasts and they were talking about like friends and like as you get older and like how some friends come and go and some friends like serve like a certain purpose. And then that's, that's kind of it. Like that, it just kind of ends and like they're, you know, they were there for a reason. They taught you something, yada, yada. And I feel like it's like that in like all aspects of life too. And even with setting boundaries, like if somebody doesn't respect you, like maybe they were there for that like earlier year purpose and now they're not going to move forward with you and that's okay. Like, not everyone has to be a part of your life for the entire life. Exactly. So. Exactly. I think like, you know, going back to vulnerability, I mean, the reason I was always just so afraid to establish them is, like I said, because that was just too vulnerable. And they exposed me, I think, to deeper intimacy, which I was not emotionally equipped for. And when you're establishing boundaries, like, they require you to clearly communicate your needs and your limits to another person. And you have to have like skin in the game in a way. And it, it, it really makes you look so deeply internally, which a lot of people are afraid to do. They're afraid to look in those dark shadows because that means that they're going to have to come to terms with things and admit things and then physically say them out loud to another person. And that means that they're true. And these are all the things that ran through my head. Mm -hmm. These were all the fears that ran through my head. And Putting up walls just disqualifies you from the game of life. Putting up walls just means that you don't have to deal with it, that it's someone, it's just, you know, in the back burner, it's somebody else's problem. It's tomorrow me's problem mm-hmm. in that way. And I think walls also can stifle your creativity and they inhibit you from like this richer connection that you can experience with others. Like now that this person knows how I feel about them. Mm-hmm. It only is going to make this, like, connection we have stronger. And I feel like now, wow, I have this one big thing that I was hiding behind. Out of the way, I can say anything. Now, I'm not afraid to, like, what the reaction is going to be. And there's just different things that you can foster from having this self-respect for yourself by establishing boundaries and, you know, allowing yourself to be upfront with your vulnerability in that way. And when I think a boundary is met with trust and understanding and respect, those are the times where you're, yeah, you're going to feel more comfortable establishing those boundaries. And I, yes, everybody, I think when you establish a boundary should be met with that to begin with. 
it's not always the case though. And I understand that if you establish a boundary and you're not met with that gentleness and you're met with toxicity, yeah, you, I can understand you're like, well, I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to put walls up because that's what I was met with, with the doctor. I mean, I was definitely met with that. And I was like, well, I did that once. I established a boundary and then it wasn't respected and it was met with hostility. So I'm just going to put emotional walls up because that seems safer when it's not. Safer thing would have been just leaving and seeing that this is not what's right for me. And yeah, walls might seem safe initially, but they carry an odd sense of just familiarity and comfort but they lead to like this just dried up desert where you're alone and I think they're more uncomfortable in the end because you're not being just true to yourself and at this time in my life I just rather be so true and upfront with how I feel and not cater to anybody else but myself than I would just being closed off because being closed off to everything, it's not fun. It's, it's boring. <laughs> and yeah, I think that life is just so much more rich that you're going to want to be able to experience um, everything and just allowing yourself to be vulnerable. I think it's a great and powerful thing. And like you said, when I, when I was vulnerable and the times I have been vulnerable, I feel like in my life, you've always said like, I respect you more. And like, and when I told this to the, these feelings to this guy, like, he respected me more and anytime I've been able to just do that and I I feel much more in alignment with who I am as a person and I'm more proud of myself and at the end of the day that is all I'm trying to do is make myself proud and if by establishing a boundary instead of establishing a wall is what does that then that's a great thing for me Mm -hmm. yeah that's perfect (laughs) (laughs) I think that kind of wraps up the episode in a way and I I feel like the last thing I would want to say is just survival tip for it is kind of like I want to copy what Brene Brown said which is choosing discomfort over resentment and reminding yourself that even though it can be tough it's important to make the choice that's critical for your well-being and I think a way I would encourage you to practice it and have responses in your like repertoire of ways you can slowly start establishing boundaries in your everyday life and then work up to even bigger ones in your personal relationships Um, because you should not be limiting yourself with an emotional wall. You should be meeting your vulnerability and meeting your bravery by establishing a boundary instead. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.